0: Welcome to AV+, Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator, I'm Adam Forziati, the Senior Web Editor here at CI, and I don't know about you, but when I look into my files and I see that there is no ticket to Las Vegas for an in-person Infocom, I do feel a little let down. I mean, I'm glad that Avixa canceled the in-person version of the show, and has instead adopted for a virtual version. That was the right move in a world that's pretty much still shaking from the effects of a global pandemic. What else could they do? But I'd like to think that many of us really enjoy the idea of seeing friends in the industry and, you know, seeing the new technology up close and personal. And that prospect is really too appealing not to feel just a little sad by the fact that I'm not going to be going to Las Vegas. But looking ahead, we're less than two weeks away now from the show going live online. So our editor Craig McCormick sat down with David Labuscus recently to learn more about how Avixa pivoted Infocom into an online event and what attendees should expect out of it. We'll have that conversation on today's episode of AV Plus, but first, let's hear more about this week's AV News to Know. Spinatar this week announced the launch of Welcome Check, That's a hands-free temperature and facial recognition solution. Using thermal imaging technology, Welcome Check has the ability to provide real-time protection and facial recognition for workplaces during the COVID-19 pandemic. Vivotech is part of the police robot P-Guard project in Tunisia. It's deployed on the streets by the Interior Ministry of the country to impose lockdown restrictions on citizens and to help slow the spread of COVID-19. The robot was originally invented for the security patrols of sensitive open areas. To deliver 360-degree zero blind spot surround imagery, each P-Guard robot is equipped with two Vivotech 180-degree panoramic network cameras. And in Commercial Integrator news, we're about to announce our 2020 Best and Integration Award winners. These two award programs celebrate some of the most advanced AV products and projects around today. We'll announce those winners in a webinar next Thursday, June 11th at 4 p.m. EST. For more information on these or any of our stories, visit our website, commercialintegrator.com. Radio voice over for now. Let's get back to the show. Here's our editor, Craig McCormick, on the line with David Lobuskas at Ibixa. when you first canceled the show, you, you didn't
1: officially announce that you were doing a virtual event right away because you said you, you weren't sure that you could. What, was there any hesitation when you kind of got to that decision of deciding, you know, we are going to go forward with the, the virtual event? Were you, are you still concerned about how, how it's going to go when, when it does actually happen in, in mid-June?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I, I remember... Uh, a number of infocoms um, walking the floor at 10 o'clock at night, that night before we're cutting the ribbon. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, Um, but you, you enter every edition of infocom hoping that everything goes right. And, and, and at the very least hoping that whatever goes wrong, because something always does go wrong, that nobody can see it. It's, you know, it's like, it's like your, it's like your wedding day, right? Like you hide it or, or it's like you're, when you're the best man, you hide it, every problem from the bride and the groom. We, we just want to create an environment where our attendees and exhibitors can leverage their value, leverage the value of being together. I'm actually, I'm quite confident something will go wrong <laughs> during this event. Um, so what? Right. I mean, so so if it it doesn't go off seamlessly, that's a learning opportunity. Right. None of us have ever um, been involved in the design or installation of an audiovisual system that worked perfectly as soon as we we turned the switch. We're an industry about innovation. We're an industry about solving problems. And that's I think that's part of what we want to we want to champion. So I know the, the
1: planning for the Infocom
2: 2020 show started
1: before the Infocom 2019 show even happened. I, I know you guys were already talking about, you know, kind of what would be happening with the 2020 show before before that show even happened. So to have to transition and plan basically an entirely different show in this quick a time, what, what are some of the challenges of, of doing that and, you know, basically scrapping what you had planned for a year and, you know, turning it into something
2: entirely different? Well, you don't scrap everything you did for a year, right? So you had hundreds of people that were already volunteering to deliver content. You look at how do you deliver that content in a new fashion. Um, Also remember that, you know, the show itself will be three days. um, But, you know, content will be leading up to it for weeks um, and will follow from it for weeks. Um, You have to, you have to look at how do you register? What level of registration do you want to have? What kind of information do you have from the people that are attending? You want to look at what are the needs of those people? Um, there's a, you know, there's a, there's an aspect to this. That's an opportunity in regards to the fact that, you know, we, we typically have had, you know, a growing show that had about 45,000 attendees and, um, those, those are people that chose to take time to get on a plane, to go to a, an event, to get into a hotel room, and to spend all of that money and time. Um, and that's a self-limiting audience of possibilities. You know, we've got um, time slots built into these days that are specifically focused to be able to deliver content to the Asia-Pacific region, um, that are specifically tied to be able to deliver content to EMEA, um, people that would not necessarily normally info Infocom. So it's not, it's not scrapping. It's really building on. Um, it is identifying a whole new platform to deliver that on um, and finding partners to do that with. It's finding a um, platform where virtual booths can be built. They don't just, you don't just download that. Um, they have to be designed. They have to be built. Um, it's looking at, Tools for networking, for polling, for interaction. Uh, they that team has, and then it's it's reaching out to exhibitors to see if they want to participate. Uh, it's looking for sponsors. It's I mean, there's just it's just as complex and, as delivering a, a show in real life.
1: Okay. And, and I know in, in addition to obviously the, the trade show uh, that people come for, you know, the education and, and some of the keynotes and the awards and things like that, are, are those elements also going to be incorporated into to what you, you guys do for those three days?
2: Yeah. And not just those three days and, you know, both both preceding it and, and afterwards. And I'm going to use your question to, t- to, to share some things that I want to share that, you know, this, this this goes beyond a virtual trade show, right? This is about the digital transformation of digital transformation of the world, right? Uh, Whether we liked it or not, we have digitally transformed in the last six weeks or eight weeks and that transformation is going to continue. So what I'm, what I'm excited about is not only as we talked about sort of, you know, let's be the ones that fall first and teach people where the, the, the trip zones are, um, but I also am. I'm looking at this as a way to to accelerate and further deliver on a digitally enhanced real life that better normal. Um, so you know, it, it's it's about retooling our education, not just for. The show, not just for Infocom Connected, but retooling our education, taking the lessons we've learned from this timeframe and looking at how do we extend it um, digitally through distance learning more effectively. It's talking about how do we bring subject matter experts together, regardless of where they are on the planet with the audience that needs them and having a platform that does that for every day and every day every time zone. So you know the the cliche of 365, right? But but this is this is our opportunity to do that and and Avixit is going to seize that opportunity. We we are, you know, fully anticipating that we're going to be able to even more relevantly deliver the value that we've been delivering for years to our membership and make it and reduce the friction of getting to that value. Okay. Um, I, I know obviously
1: the anticipation at this point is that in 2021 we'll be back in Orlando for Infocom 2021. Do you see the, the virtual element as something that could also carry forward in, into that year as, as kind of an, an add-on, not, not obviously the, the primary event for that year, but an, an add-on for people who can't or, or don't want to go to Orlando for the, that
2: few days, yeah, I mean that's one of the, that's one of the things I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about it for our industry. I, mean, I think that is, uh, I think there's so much upside future for the AV industry wrapped around that very question. Because I'm convinced the answer is yes, we will need to, and will will desire, and will find meaning in um, creating a virtual connection to a physical connection. I don't think, you know, there's pundits out there that have been talking about, you know, a a why in the future, right? Are we, we're going to stay virtual forever. There will never be in-person events again. And then there's the other group that says, uh, in-person events in 2021 are going to be just like they were in 2019. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't think either of those is true. Uh, and I don't, I'm not doing it because I want to cut the middle and not make anybody unhappy. I just think there's, we will, particularly driven by AV industry, we will figure out a way to make virtual connections more rich. And when they are more engaging, more rich, then people will take advantage of them. And then why would we limit the audience to only those who can make it to the actual physical space? Um, yeah, I, I think the future is hybrid events. I think, I think that, and, it, and it's not a hybrid event with, you know, putting a, putting a monitor on the back wall and letting people dial in and they're sitting there on the wall and being completely ignored by everybody that's in the room. That's we've, that's what we do now sometimes. Right. And it's just dismal. Um, and it's not, it's not going to be so rich that people won't want to be together either. So those who can gather in real life will. And those who can participate only virtually, I think, will. And I think we're going to need to be able to serve both. Uh, uh, uh. And I think what other industry is going to be able to solve that problem? I, I, I mean, that problem is exactly... The problem that we've been talking about as a Fixa for seven years—it's content, it's space, and it's technology—and um, that's that's what we deliver. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, we have become mission critical. Now, I've been
1: advocating for years for uh, for virtual events or or hybrid events to to be part of the AV industry. Uh, I, I think obviously that this is the perfect industry to be able to show off the, you know, the, the expertise that, and the, the product innovation and, you know, the, the, the things that these products can do, the, the things that I hear about when I go booth to booth and, and, you know, hear these presentations and what, why do you think it's taken so long to kind of get to the point where we are talking about, you know, virtual events and hybrid events and things like that. Why, why, I mean, we, Basically, we're, we're forced into it to, in, in, in a lot of ways. Why do you think it's taken so long to kind of get to that point where virtual events are going to become
2: part of the landscape kind of going, going forward? So, the landscape going forward will have in person events, virtual events, and hybrid events, right? Um, the landscape in the past has had all three. It was very easy to rank the quality of the experience. In those three options um, and nobody has ever I haven't participated in any way and I would be a little less um, uh, specific in that statement I've never experienced a hybrid event from a virtual location where I felt as engaged as it seemed like the people that were there together um, I, I don't. So people haven't used those events because they didn't have to, right? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't run a global organization um, with a hundred percent remote employees because we didn't have to. Um, the the world didn't reach. I, I mean, we have no choice right now. Um, and when you have no choice, you figure out how to solve the problem. The magic is taking the learnings from when you had no choice and building on them to turn it into a an acceptable choice uh, in in the aftermath of this. Um, so, I, I think some. I was talking to a group of CEOs uh, last week and one of them, we were talking about, we would normally meet every quarter uh, in person. And we agreed that um, we were gonna meet virtually uh, at least for now. And one of the CEOs made the comment that, yeah, I mean, this is is good enough for now, but I, I really want to be able to spend time with all of you and have the informal conversation over dinner and the formal meeting, and the informal conversation over a glass of wine after the formal meeting. Um, and um, this isn't good enough forever, it's just good enough for now. Um, I think after we get through this now, that part of that better normal is making this be better. And we're all doing that, right? I mean, it's actually fun, actually. If you if you watch, if you look at people, they've become more competent at remote communications, um, whether it's that they've invested in better gear or they've learned how to look at notes or they've learned how to make eye contact and not be looking down at their laptop or looking up. You know, there's people, I mean, Uh, One of our members um, just sent out yesterday how to use two poster boards and a light bulb to create diffused lighting in front of you so that your face isn't in shadows, right, for $15. Um, These are things that people, it's fun watching people learn this, literally watching them learn it, uh, myself included.